everyone, I'm Jessica, the founder of Ren Africaine. Welcome to the Ren Africaine show. Knowledge is power and our mission is to empower and educate black women on how to look and feel like their best selves. Also, we want to celebrate the greatness of black beauty entrepreneurs because audacious black is beautiful. Hey, beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of the Ren African Show. Today, Violet is here with me. Violet, can you give us a little introduction? Hi, my name is Violet, founder of Biotech Natural, um, a clean natural brand based in Lagos, Nigeria. Violet, what is self-care? What does it mean to you? Self-care to me means that being intentional about your physical and mental health. How do you overcome challenges you face as a business owner in Nigeria? Well, of course, everybody has their good and bad days. For me, personally, when I'm having my very low moments, I just really take out time for myself. I literally shut down and doing anything work-related. You know, relax, either in a bathtub or read a book, have a good distraction, watch movies or just hang out with friends. I really just literally zone out from anything work-related and just focus on myself and what I'm looking at doing at the moment. It could be anything, but definitely not work-related. Interesting. So you take time off work in order to make yourself feel better when work is stressing you out you take yes yes and it's advisable for anybody to do that because i mean you're as important as the business so if you don't look after yourself you can experience a burnout so how inclusive do you think the bt industry is this is something that i'm very passionate about and i think that it's been going on for years where there's sort of been like a divide and Black women, I feel, or melanin skin, women of color, haven't really been included in formulations. What is your take on it? Well, I think you're correct. But now we are having a few people look into that area. Um, I'd say there has not been a very strong balance between making products for the Western people and making products for African or melanin women. But I think that there has been a little light that has been thrown towards that area because trust me way back it used to be definitely worse talking about even cosmetics from foundation people don't have their skin color so now it's 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 beginning to get better but i think brands could still do more at least you know make this woman feel as important as the western women i agree i agree when i go and i look at all these like beauty communities or beauty retail stores and literally majority of the people are like white women and they're just very weird but yeah i think that more could be done sure. um, so when did you start biote that's what it's called right biote yes <laughs> so and um, why did you decide to go into beauty skincare in particular so um first of all biote is is a very diversified brand in the sense that we did not just really break out into skincare because um, Biote, I'd say, has given me so much purpose because I feel like the brand itself is intentional as I want it to be. So initially, we started with making natural oils, right? We started to make natural oils. And um, why? I think because um, I started Biote during lockdown. And um, during lockdown, I could not find the natural oils I was using for myself. You know, everybody likes to do DIY sometimes. You want to mix this, you want to mix that, you know, have control of what's going on your skin. So um, I really wanted to, you know, try to do some things. I mean, there's a pandemic, so I really wanted to just 
do whatever I want to do myself. So there was, of course, a lockdown and most of the stores I trusted to give me natural oils were closed. So that, that kind of sparked an interest in making my own natural oils because I could not really look for brands I could trust. Because one thing with natural oils is that the more natural it is the better and then most of these oils are refined so for me i was looking for unrefined oils you know just from farm to bottle and that was it most of the oils i was seeing were refined and of course my favorite brands had closed due to lockdown and pandemic so um i just thought about it i'm like oh, okay first of all i think i'm ordering this natural oils from the western world and of course this most of these seeds are grown here so why can't i do this you know most of these seeds are grown here in Africa and then we still have to order things from the Western world. So they extract it from here and then take it, process it? Yes, most of the okay. time. Yeah. Especially share oil, share butter, yeah, you know. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I just felt like, okay, let me let me just try this thing. That was what really got me interested. And then ever since then, it has just been from one phase to another because every day I'm learning about natural and natural beauty. I'm making more research on things we could add to the business and then every day you're getting enlightened and of course for us we also try to enlighten people that oh this is available or oh, there is ginger oil there's this oil there's hazelnut oil because most people I don't even know about ginger oil of course it's ginger oil there's hazelnut there's a lot of oils you really do not know about so yeah when I started the business I began to discover more about natural oils and most of the things I have never come across I began to do you know be able to find like the properties and benefits of the Yes, of course, I do that because we always want to enlighten. I must have the knowledge first before I can give it out yeah. because I can't give what I don't have. Ask, like, what, yeah, what do do? yeah. so like, I think for us also, it's an eye-opener. People come to our website and be like, oh, you guys have a range of oils. What is this for? What is that for? Yeah. You know, and then we begin to tell them, oh, you could use this for this, you could use that for that. It has these properties and it has mm. that properties. And I think it's a good thing because knowledge is also being passed mm. across. So, yeah. That's new information for me because mm-hmm. i didn't know about hazelnut oil and ginger oil there's a lot more you don't know about are they used for cooking as well yeah they could be used for cooking but for us we try to let our people know that our oils are unrefined mm. meaning that we do not have any chemical solvent in processing it we just get it from farm to the machine and then we bottle up but we feel like for Every oil that could be used for culinary purposes, there has to be like a level of refining, right? For mm. it to be extremely clean for you to ingest. Safe, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we let our people know as much as we do products that could be used for cooking, we let them know that we are not responsible for anything related mm. to culinary purposes and all of that. Yeah. So we also let them know that this oil is unrefined and we can do anything cooking with it. That's very informative, I guess, because people already know coconut oil to be like very versatile, like mm-hmm. people use it to cook and stuff. People just assume that quite a lot of oils especially if you hear like hazelnut oil can be used to cook and grapeseed oil of course people use grapeseed avocado oil you understand the difference between refined and unrefined before you just start using anything um, to make your food so far you said you started during the lockdown to 2020 yep what are some of the challenges you faced okay of course lockdown lasted more than we foresaw i think mm. you know we're thinking oh it's just two weeks we're back and then i think that kind of affected my business because i wasn't getting the response people could not move around right mm. it was even restricted for us to deliver product one of the challenges i would say that really hit me was me not even being 
able to um, buy the seeds I want. It was like a halt in everybody's business. Everybody had to stop at one point and think me, I had to do that also. And for a new business, you know, stopping halfway can be very discouraging. And then you'd be like, oh, I've put so much in this business. Why did I even start? Because the lockdown lingered more than I could even imagine. That kind of affected my business because I couldn't do more. I couldn't do some physical things I would like to do, you know. I think that affected my business for sure. You mentioned something about not being able to source some ingredients. Do you do it yourself? Do yes, you yes, we do it. So we get too. yeah, we get our seeds from local farmers in the north. Oh, nice. Yeah, most of our seeds are so from local farming. Yeah, okay. Nigeria, yes. the economy, I love that. Yeah. yeah, so most of our seeds are from local farmers in the yeah. north. They source it from their farm and then it just sent down to us. That's yep. really, really good. Mm-hmm. I like that supply chain. Incorporating Nigeria, empowering Nigerian of farmers. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. And they also, because most of these people just have their seeds in their farms, but they don't even know what it is because there's no high demand for it. Most of them, when I tell them, oh, I want this, they're like, oh, send me a picture. I'm like, oh, I have it in my farm. It's growing, it's growing, it's growing. I can get wow. that to you. Yes. Yeah, so most of them do not even know because they are looking at things that have high demand. So when we're talking about seeds like um, Jamaican black castor oil, castor mm. seed, it gets them confused for a moment like oh okay I think I have it in my farm so because they're not used to it mm-hmm. it's not something that people actually request for more often so From, like share oil and yeah, share butter yeah, more like yeah. popular mm-hmm. they're not being intentional about these things too mm. and they're also trying to expand literally planting any kind of seed they see mm. right so I think that's a good one too nice wow Okay, they need to be aware that like, look, you have a whole gold mine. Like this can mm-hmm. make you very mm-hmm. well off and the and stuff. They need to be more aware yes. of what they're sitting on. How did you fund your business? Of course, self-funding. And then sometimes you can be very, what I say, unfulfilling sometimes when you actually take out a, like a particular amount of money and then you put it in your business and then you're expecting the result on investment like as soon as you can get it. But... Of course, businesses have stages, right? So, of course, my business, I, mm-hmm. I follow it myself. And then there are some times where you be like, oh, is this going to give me back my result? Or is it going to give me back my investment? It's a big risk. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's a big it's risk, a big of risk, course. Putting your own funds, of money course. Into but it, yeah. also, if you don't use your money to start your business and handle it properly, what happens when investors come? Mm, you probably true. do the same thing that's true so it teaches so, you money yeah, management it teaches skills. you because it's yeah. yours and then you can see that oh I could use this money f- for a trip or I could just you know go to chill place you know yeah. just have fun and then you decide to put in your business the sacrifice you've the made the sacrifice yeah. you've made I think that's one of the things that really keep people going mm. because you know that you would have done something else with this money but then you decided to do this so girl you have to work it out <laughs> and make sure you get no, your yes, that's yes, so of course. true that's so true it's very yeah. easy to feel very complacent when you know oh it wasn't your money but at the end of the day it also boils down to your why you know why are you yep. doing it mm-hmm. it's a combination of it's self-funded but also just knowing that you have a purpose like you're not just doing this for doing a sake yeah you know why you're doing it and you know what you're trying to achieve i think that also keeps you going so what are your long-term goals for biote um so um starting from next year we're going to um try to branch out into a category of because for our oils right we have a range of oils Mm -hmm. right so they could be used for either skincare or hair care Mm -hmm. so since we have really been doing natural oils for a while it's time for us to face some kind of specific interests or concerns so starting from next year we're going to be focusing more on a particular part of the beauty industry 
yeah that's what we're going to be doing next year and of course one of the goal is to be able to start exporting these oils because as much as people in the western world are doing natural oils there's still a need for natural oil so i've had people come to me oh do you have this oil do you have this oil we need to export and yeah so we're looking at exportation of course next year exporting mm. our natural oils to people that need them mm. and of course we're branching out into a specific category of beauty industry did you always like have that plan mind you always knew you wanted to focus on a niche no but of course as um, brand as business owners mm. it gets to a time where you have to people mm. right you have to really diversify i think that time is now mm. right so um it wasn't something i planned initially but then um people come to us and they have different needs mm. right they have different needs they have they tell you stuff like oh do you have this for this do you have this for that and then you realize that a lot of people or a lot of brands are not looking into that area because of course as an entrepreneur one of the things you do is you take advantage of where there is a need yeah, and, then fulfill, the market, yes, sure. and then you fulfill that and um, you figure it out on the way so yes like, of course journey, yes yes and then you just literally pivot and then you'll be like oh, okay we could do this most of the times it has been from the people that come to us and then you can literally see the desperation for things that are lacking in the beauty industry so of course that's one of the things we're looking at making products for specific concerns and interests what advice can you give female entrepreneurs or well, people that want to start businesses rather what advice can you give people that want to start businesses first of all i don't want to sound like a motivational speaker yeah because we all have our bad days and all i'd say is that um when you start your business always try to have a business plan no matter how tacky you think it is <laughs> yeah no matter how tacky mm. and all professional like of course i didn't mind i wrote my business plan myself it was completely zero trust me because i wasn't being professional enough but i think that gave me a guide mm. And now I know that my next business plan will definitely hit my expectation. You're creating, you're redoing your business plan. Yes, but I'm just saying that. Of course, I started Biote and then I just really wanted to write down something. Mm. At least you had something, you documented Yes, so I'm saying that it wasn't very professional. Mm. I mean, it won't be up to stand up where someone was like, oh, come, come, let's invest in you. But then it was something. something So that gave me, yeah, that gave me a guide as to how I can, you know, do better and Mm -hmm. then... I could understand the business more. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that. That's good. Yeah, I think it's very important to document, to have direction. Even yes. if you pivot, even if things change along the way. Yes, of course. Have some direct when you're starting off. Because there are days you feel bad and then you feel very sad and then you feel like, oh, am I supposed to be doing this? But <laughs> yeah. at those days is when you go to your computer you go to your diary and be like why did we even start this in the first place yeah yeah it's so true. when you feel down and you look at your business and like oh this is why i need to keep going yes like, and then you make room for days like this like you know it, it's definitely going to come because everybody has gone through their worst days when trust me what do you mean when it comes to business of course oh, people yeah, go through yeah. your girl <laughs> a lot of people yeah and i've seen people that quit had to stop they just the lost challenges the challenges it's not really easy for you to have a fresh brand and people are buying into it. Of course, the market wants to see how far you can go. The market wants to be able to trust you. So it's the education you give that makes people interested in your business. 
And most people do not really know that. So you just start a business and then... Like I said, it's the education. It's true. Yes. People just start product. They just expect people to understand the value. Because, yeah, I, I try to have conversations with my friends a lot. And I'm like, oh, girl, like, why would you not buy a product? She's like, oh, I think majority of Nigerian products do not have ingredients written. So I think it's a time whereby people are being intentional about what's going in their skin. And they really need to know. As a brand, information can really sell Knowledge, you out. Yeah. Yes, the information you give people and, you know, I think that plays a huge impact. I think the reason why some people don't do information on all that is because and it's very unfortunate, but a lot of people are actually just looking for maybe quick cash. I don't think that's what business is about. Like if you're looking for, you know, quick cash, then maybe just get a normal job and just call it a day because it's an easier route to not give information, to just put things out. You yeah. know, because educating people putting information out there it's actually hard it's a lot of work because you have to be knowledgeable right you have mm-hmm. to do a lot of research mm-hmm. so people don't want to do that research and put out all that information because they're just like well i'm just trying to make money and so it's just too much work but then you're not going to be able to sustain your brand then. yeah of course i've had that part of my life also you know sometimes i had a contract to mm. make a particular product and i was just really interested in the money mm. so i kept making mistakes and mistakes and mistakes along the way and i later realized that if you're passionate about something you get it right so it was a lot of back and forth and my clients were like you know what i think i'm tired because it it has been from one mistake to the other then until i just sat down and i'm like okay you know what what is the problem how can i fix this you know and then i started trying 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 i think i made it put up like 11 to 12 times before i got to right and i think that that's one of the mistakes people make it's not about the money, first of all. For business, anyways. It's especially not, for entrepreneurship. Yeah. It's not about the money. It's not about the money. You have to be passionate enough to be there days you don't make sales. Because you're not always going to make money. You're not always going to make money. Trust me. And as a fresh brand, trust me, there are lots oh. of challenges. Yeah, there are lots of challenges. And so if you're there for the money, you actually give up. You miss it. Yeah, you Of course, up. you miss it. Because there are brands that don't make like barely make anything in the f- I mean like they said the first five years a lot of how many what's the percentage of businesses that fail so many but apart from that you're in the first two years you might barely make anything of like, course because you're still introducing this brand to the market people don't know it and if you know because of course right ex- except you have an investor that's giving you a huge amount to fund your business to do a lot of huge PR and stuff. yes and marketing too. at first but that's quite risky too yeah but then that's works, that's, that's yeah. what's needed for business to go marketing it also depends on, I guess, the type of business. I think that for certain businesses, a lot of marketing appear isn't necessarily the way because maybe it is just such a strong enough need. You know what I mean? And and the market isn't saturated. Yeah. So you would get products like something like, okay, like water, or, you know, like just certain necessities, yeah. housing and stuff like that, like where you don't need to do too much PR. But I think definitely beauty is one that some of the most successful brands, they either have celebrities' names on it or mm-hmm. they've put, pushed a lot of money into PR and billboards and all the kind of like digital OOH, outdoor marketing, all of that. But I think that it's tricky if you go down that route if you're not sure of the product. Yeah. If you push, imagine pushing so much money in PR and everything and then tens of thousands of people get it and there's like a huge backlash. I remember something like that happened with Kylie Jenner where... Mm-hmm the lipstick it was like breaking mm-hmm. you know like the lipstick tip yeah the packaging not the packaging what you you know what you put on the, the lip gloss itself not the lip gloss the actual lipstick stick that you put on your lips okay you know, like obviously open it up and mm-hmm. you put it on your lips it was like breaking it was coming off oh okay you know like obviously it's the brushes of the lipstick mm-hmm. and it was coming off and stuff like that and it, like obviously because 
and the backlash was crazy and even this goes out of bt this is kim kardashian where she released her skims line initially it was called kimono initially mm-hmm. when kim fresh released her line and there was so much backlash and she wasted millions of dollars because people were like that's cultural appropriation in japan mm-hmm. one of these asian countries kimono is one of traditional stuff mm-hmm. so that i think that's another tricky thing when it comes to spending, spending a lot of money with money, investors yeah. on a new product she was able to obviously because she has so much money like change the name you know make a new obviously that money was down the dream a whole new brand mm-hmm. and all of that and change the labels imagine that's what i think although a lot of beauty brands do it we're starting a new brand when you push so much money into it it's just the fear of tens of thousands of people hating it or yeah but when it's small and okay mm-hmm. maybe 10 people complain you can't work your way through um, that's why it's always good to start small yeah you can always alter it you can always do anything before it reaches that level where tens of thousands of people are buying it and then it becomes like a public topic for it to become a public topic when what you make mistakes yes yes of course you know how the internet is like people that don't even recognize the brand will be like oh I think it's true I think it's true and I'm like have you used it how do you know what they're talking about but people like to really jump on topics so if you're really going to make that kind of mistake trust me I think that regardless you shouldn't give up because if you could start again just do it again start again rebrand everything yeah trust me it happens what is your favorite product from your line and why is it your favorite product? Cocoa butter hand cream. We launched it, I think, two months ago. It's my favorite product because we don't have to start enlightening people on why they should use a hand cream. You get whatever has to do with me giving out information. I think I really like it. And um, of course, people are not beginning to reckon with that. Because since the pandemic, all you do is wash, wash and sanitize, wash, wash and sanitize, wash. And then there's alcohol-based soap. There are alcohol-based sanitizers that can just rip your hands off its natural moisture. So it was more like in need and then it's becoming like an essential product. So I think that's my favorite product in my brand yeah mm, nice. i actually think that's a very smart need to fulfill because like you're right everybody's always sanitizing your hands mm-hmm. get dry you just want to you have like hand cream mm-hmm. as well as sanitizer in your bag so mm-hmm. that's that's important and biote is a name right how did you come up with the name biote of course my name is violet so when i had the idea for the business i'm like you know what i want a name that has nothing to do with violet <laughs> right i don't want to use my name i don't want to you know because yeah, a lot of people use their name yeah, yeah so i didn't want to do that so i began to search for hebrew names and their meanings and then i really liked that one so i chose it hebrew yeah oh nice what does it mean it means um, the combination of things to look aesthetically beautiful Oh, nice. Yep. Oh, that's good, though, because that's true, though. Your brand, like, your aesthetic. Your yeah, aesthetic, that's what I'm saying. Nice. Yeah, so we're really following through a lot of things mm. that the brand stands for. Oh, very, yes. very important. Our setup, our product, our packaging, where we want to be seen, mm. our website, you know, we're just really intentional about everything, everything. because that's, like, the purpose Aesthetics, for the brand. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Very important. People stick with their brand name, brand identity, all of that. Yeah, very of course. Very important. So, you know, I saw that you have this, like, tattoo cream. Is it yeah. a tattoo cream? Tattoo oil. Tattoo oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was what was the reason behind starting out? Because I've never really seen any skincare brand, well, in Nigeria or even generally. I really see like skincare brands that launch this tattoo oil. It's quite unique. Yeah. So uh, my brother or my cousin, my cousin is a tattoo artist, and um, so sometimes my brothers book appointment with him, and then they come back to the house. And they're like, please, you have what I can use. Please, you have what I can use. And today, there isn't lotion. Tomorrow, there isn't balm. 
next to moderating a, a lot of things because people have not really created a need for that kind of product mm. right so that was what kind of inspired me so i spoke to my cousin about it i'm like you know what? i have this idea for a product what do you think he was like oh yeah 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 that most of his clients always ask him and then he'll be like use baby oil use this use that so his his response really kind of inspired me to push further because he said there is a need for it and of course he has been my, of course, day one customer. <laughs> and I'm having other people look into it and be like, oh, we want your product, we want your product. So I think it just really started from within the family that I knew that, oh, there was a need for this product. And then, trust me, the response has been really crazy because a lot of people are drawing things on their body every day, no matter how small it is, trust me. So, yeah. Okay, what impact do you want your products to have on women? I want my product to be a solution-driven product. I want people to come to us with problems and feel or believe or know that it could get solved. You know, whatever the case may be, as long as it's beauty-related. If we don't have a formulation for that, we could give you from our range of natural oils. And that's why we're really trying to spread our catalog as wide as we can. So we can have products or oils for whatever the case may mm. be so we really want people to come to us with problems or issues and then yeah, yeah. find solution mm, that's good well that is the end of this episode and thank you very much for coming on the show it's mm. been lovely having you you're welcome all right guys thank you very much for listening to the ren african show make sure you tune into the next episode follow us on instagram at ren.africane 